as all that is here to this great city of Baltimore. Ladies and gentlemen, from Baltimore, Maryland. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Rama podcast. Today's edition is going to be one of our Life and Times editions where we talk about the uh, life and the death of a wrestler. With today's episode, we're going to keep it local. Uh, we're, we kind of feature Baltimore, Maryland wrestling history. Uh, you can always find vintage programs, classic lineups, old school match results, uh, photographs, all that cool stuff at our website, rasselrama.com. You can find it also on all of our social media outlets, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's all at rasselrama, R-A-S-S-L-E-R-A-M-A. I encourage you all to check it out. Uh, and wherever you're listening to this at, if you're watching it on YouTube or listening on Spotify or Patreon, click that subscribe, give it a like, whatever it is you have to do to keep updated. And as these episodes come out, you'll be one of the first to know. Again, that's rasselrama.com. All of our social media is also at rasselrama. Uh, but back to the topic of today's episode, the life and times of, we're keeping it local. We're going back uh, 34 years. Hard to believe. Uh, a crime that took place in Baltimore involving a pro wrestler 34 years ago, back in 1988. Today we're talking about Jim Leon a.k.a. Ricky Lawless. We're going to talk about some of the details of Jim's life before wrestling, during wrestling, and what led up to his death. Uh, Jim Leon was born in Washington, D.C. in 1959. He worked as a mechanic prior to becoming a professional wrestler and later lived in Charlotte, North Carolina and Baltimore, Maryland. He initially wrestled and trained only twice a week while still a full-time mechanic and quit three times due to his financial situation before deciding to fully commit to a career in wrestling. Now you got to think, back in the early, mid-80s, it wasn't that easy as it is today to become a professional wrestler. Uh, today, no matter where you're at, what city, what state you can probably find a wrestling school within an hour or so drive from your home. 
You can go get great training, I'm sure, wherever it is. Uh, sign a contract, make your payments, and you'll be in the ring soon enough. But back in the early to mid-80s, it wasn't that easy. Uh, let's get back to the story. Uh, throughout the 80s, he wrestled up and down the eastern United States and eventually became a regular in international championship wrestling and the National Wrestling Federation. In 1984, under the ring name Jim Nunna, he became the first heavyweight champion for the American Wrestling Federation in Georgia. While champion, he began competing under his real name. Leon also started a wrestling school in a disused boxing gym located at the corner of North Avenue and Harford Road. And I'll tell you guys, I'm familiar with that area. It is not a nice area. It's not a nice area now. I'm sure it wasn't a nice area back then. Uh, it was a Baltimore City run gym wherein he and Dave Coleman, a pro, a pro wrestler who had been trained by Killer Kowalski, trained a number of future independent stars, including Steve the Brawler Lawler, Playboy Bobby Starr, and Axel Rotten. So many of the names that some of you familiar with Maryland Independent Wrestling know, Bob Starr, Axel Rotten, Jim Leon trained those guys, and in turn, they trained many of the younger talents, uh, who then in turn trained many of the talents that we see today. Um, just a week or so ago at the GCW Hall of Fame ceremony, Ruckus uh, was talking about his trainers, and one of them was Bob Starr. Uh, Leon later formed a team with one of his students, Joey Maggs, and twice won the tag team belts in Buck Robley's Deep South Championship Wrestling, later known as Southern Championship Wrestling. He and Maggs, as the heavy metal connection, became a popular tag team in the Mid-Atlantic region as well as for promotions in Mississippi and Louisiana. In 1987, Leon was featured in an article for the Charlotte Observer in which he discussed his career and his experiences on the independent circuit. He also felt hopeful that he and Mags might be hired by the National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA. Um, and as it happened, Mags was later hired he did uh, TV work for NWA, WCW, as did Bob Starr and Axel Rotten. Before Axel got his fame in ECW, Axel started. Uh, he was in Global, and he also received somewhat of a lower mid-card push, I'd say, in like 91. He had a feud with PN News. Um, so, yeah, Mags. Bob Starr, Axel, they all got TV work with WCW. So I'm sure Leon would have been there with them or before them. Uh, during the summer of 1988, while wrestling for Frank Kane's Star Cavalcade Wrestling, he and his student Axel Rotten briefly held the SCW Tag Team Championship after defeating the Smurfs, Corey Stevens and Dynamite Kid. And... I'm pretty sure this is not the Dynamite Kid 
that we all know from uh, Calgary, Japan, and WWF fame. So they defeated the Smurfs for the titles in Montgomery, Alabama. They later dropped the belts to Rick Anderson and Snake Watson. In September, he defeated Moondog in Bainbridge, Georgia to win the promotion's heavyweight championship. The title had been held up the previous month when their last match ended in a double disqualification. He has been credited not only for having trained some of the top mid-Atlantic independent wrestlers of the 80s and 90s, but for being one of the standout stars during the final years of the territory era. Now, this, this may be stretching it a bit. Nothing against the guy. Uh, Dr. Tom Parks, a former referee, said in a 2003 interview that Leon was a party animal, but he was also a very talented grappler. I really think he would have went far had he lived longer. Jimmy was funny, and he could have a four-star match versus a broom. He really had a lot of talent. It's just too bad that more people didn't get to see it. Of course, when you party as much as he did and do some of the unwise things he did, you can't expect a long lifespan. Even though we didn't see eye to eye on everything, Jimmy was probably my best friend in the wrestling business. So that's a bit of the background, uh, early wrestling days of Jim Leon. Uh, now we're going to talk about his death. Ricky Lawless was only 28 years of age when he was killed by gunshot on November 30th, 1988. A stalwart of the Mid-Atlantic region's independent scene, Lawless had also dipped his toe into helping others break into the business. Most notably, he helped train former ECW star Axel Rotten. And what's rough to think about, is not only is Leon gone, Joey Maggs passed away, Axel Rotten passed away. Uh, so when news broke that a promising young wrestler had been shot dead, several news outlets rushed to cover the story. The Toronto Star reported that Ricky's death has been caused by former tag team partner Vladimir Koloff. Others claimed 22-year-old Raymond Michael Schwartz had been the gunman responsible. And for those not familiar with Vladimir Koloff, or for some that may have heard the name, remember the old NWA days, this is not Vladimir uh, Pietrov, the big Russian that was with Ivan in the mid to late 80s, I want to say. Uh, this Vladimir Koloff, I believe, was the guy who's probably most known for doing early Smoky Mountain TV, I want to say around 1992. Um, he had the you know generic bald head mustache rushing look. Um, I'm sure you can YouTube, uh, I'd say 1992 Smoky Mountain. And he, he did team with Ivan uh, and Smoky. Um, and I believe they feuded with the Fantastics, who was Bobby Fulton and his brother Jackie Fulton. So uh, YouTube that to get a look at what this Vladimir Koloff guy looked like. Uh, but some people said it was him, but it wasn't him. Others claimed 22-year-old Raymond Michael Schwartz 
had been the gunman responsible. That's where things get a bit muddy. A Hustler documentary, yeah, Hustler magazine, uh, for those not familiar, Hustler was a dirty version of Playboy magazine. Uh, so Hustler magazine, Hustler documentary from May 1991 entitled Shotgun Justice, a pro wrestler's final fall, reported that the killing had been due to an angry husband who was incensed by an extramarital affair, presumably involving Lawless. Whatever the cause of motivation for Schwartz, he was found guilty in the eyes of the law and charged with first-degree murder. So let's do a quick recap. Uh, Jim Leon, Ricky Lawless, was only 28 years old when he was killed by a gunshot November 30, 1988. Uh, some people at first thought it was his former tag team partner, Vladimir Koloff. Facts came out to reveal that it was actually 22-year-old Raymond Michael Schwartz. Uh, so this was 34 years ago. So 22, Raymond Schwartz, if he's still around, would be 56 years old now. Hard to believe. Seems like a lifetime ago, but this guy, if he's still around, I, I didn't look up to see if he's still living or, or what happened. Uh, I'm sure he's not in jail unless he's committed many other crimes. Uh, he probably got, I don't know, if he got life for 30 years. He probably did half of that, I'm sure. Uh, so whatever the cause of motivation for Swartz, he was found guilty, charged with first-degree murder. So here's a article I did find uh, involving this. This is from dailypress.com, written by Mark Felsenthal. This is from March 18th. 1989. Saluda. A man being held in the regional jail for allegedly not returning a rented car is wanted by Baltimore police on a murder charge, Middlesex County Sheriff Lewis Jones III said. Raymond Michael Schwartz, 22, of Wicomico Church in Northumberland County, was extradited from Maryland January 12th and jailed in Saluda on a charge of unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. Sheriff Jones received a teletype message from Baltimore police that Swartz is wanted on a charge of first-degree murder and the shooting death of Medardo Jim Leon Jr. in Baltimore November 30th. Swartz is a Baltimore native, Jones said. So the murder took place November 30th. Uh, he was extradited from Maryland January the 12th. And to show you how different things are, Sheriff Jones received a teletyped message from Baltimore police. The old teletype machine, now it's, you know, instant email, text, um, even, you know, fax machines are probably not used that much if at all so they received a teletype message letting them know that Swartz is wanted on a charge of first degree murder so Swartz rented a car from Saluda Auto Sales November 9th and did not return the car or pay for its use, use according to the sheriff 
Jones put Swartz's name and a description of the car on the National Criminal Information Network, a computerized system that helps police find people who have been charged with crimes and cross state lines. So Swartz rented the car November the 9th, didn't return it, and Ricky Lawless was murdered November 30th, so about three weeks later. Maryland police detained Swartz on what Jones believes was a stolen property charge in December. When police saw he was wanted in Middlesex County, he was extradited here January the 12th. The local charge was scheduled to be heard by the Middlesex Grand Jury March 27th. Now, however, Jones said that charge will be dropped. We're going to let the more serious felony take precedence, he said. Police are looking into the possibility that Swartz had the rented car with him at the time of the murder. When the Middlesex Sheriff's Department received a message from Baltimore, Swartz was charged with being a fugitive from justice. He was ordered detained without bond. Although the shooting occurred in November, Baltimore police did not have sufficient evidence to charge Swartz until Friday, Detective Donald Warden of the Baltimore Police said. A hearing is set for Monday. Uh, and as we know, of course, Swartz was found guilty in first-degree murder. Um, I tried to look up, like I said, that Hustler article from May of 1991, Shotgun Justice of Pro Wrestlers Final Fall. Um, now, while there are um, outlets that are selling copies of that Hustler magazine, I don't want the, the whole magazine. I just want to read the article. Um, so if any of you have Hustler from May of 1991 and want to send us a, uh, a photo, a couple of photos of the article, we'd love to have them. Um, but there you have it, guys, a brief History of Jim Leon, the trainer of Axel Rotten, Bob Starr, Joey Maggs, murdered in Baltimore, November of 1988. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back again next week with another look at the life and times, or we may do a life and crimes where we look at the criminal activity. Of pro wrestlers uh, until then check out all of our episodes at rasselrama.com you can listen to them on spotify uh, apple podcasts wherever it is you listen to them and we have uh, some episodes up on our youtube as well and check us out on facebook again all of our social media outlets you can find them at rasselrama rasselrama.com that's r-a-s-s-l-e-r-a-m-a.com and until next time guys take care and see ya has all that is here to this great city of baltimore ladies and gentlemen from baltimore maryland If there's anybody that's a big star in Baltimore, it's you. In Baltimore, whether you like it or not, you better learn to listen because I'm the best serious.
is tonight in championship wrestling returns to Baltimore at the Baltimore Civic Center tonight. And I have picked Baltimore else to be the place where this war is going to come to an end because they got a lot of nice, fine hospitals there. You know it. I know it. And Baltimore is... It's the night of champions in Baltimore, Maryland in the Civic Center.